I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. Hey, everybody. So we're super excited to have a special guest with us today. We have Mayor Kim Candon, Knoxville's second female mayor and the 69th mayor in Knoxville's history. So we're really excited to have you. I'm glad to be here. Um, Katrina, you didn't want to sing that intro? I didn't. This I'm time. not in charge of intros. So American Canon, whenever I do the intros, I sing them. It's a thing. I don't know why I do it. Shouldn't be. <laughs> I have a terrible singing voice. <laughs> What's the tune? You have a, your own uh, jingle, or no? It's just it's whatever strikes me at the moment. And like a toddler <laughs> making up their own songs about their day to day activities <laughs> is is essentially how that works. Yeah. It, it Last is. time it was I love food. But, right, and and since you're on, we decided to act mostly right. Hey, I I like a good uh, rambling song. <laughs> maybe you can you can send us off with a song if you didn't want to start us off with a song. Don't don't oh. encourage them. <laughs> maybe maybe on one of your ex- adventures outside, we'll socially distance together, and I'll I'll treat you to some of that if one day, if that's okay with you. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and one of one of the best things about Knoxville is all the greenways and beautiful nature. And you've been out enjoying. I know that you post a lot on social media about um, biking and hiking and all kinds of stuff. You've been out doing that this morning too, right? Yeah, I just uh, took a nice ride on some trails that I I hadn't explored before. Uh, one, including one that's called the Mayor's Hot Tub, because apparently a, a property owner at the end of the trail uh, bought. Mayor Rohero's hot tub off off of Craigslist, and so that's the name of the trail. So I was like, "Oh, I gotta check that one out." And that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That cool. might be my new favorite trail. Now, awesome. but, I, but you, don't, you don't get to go use the hot tubs. That that might. <laughs> well, I feel like there should be a special rule for you, but <laughs> maybe, maybe. I feel like there's a policy yeah, in the works. What's that, Mitch? I feel like there's a policy in the works, like being <laughs> bounced around, like we're going to need access to all public uh, hot tubs at the end of trails. <laughs> yeah. well, we, have, we have a whole list of guest questions that we always ask, but before we, before we do that, I did want to say that um, you've been in public service for a long time. Um, you worked for the previous mayor and you were on the school board for, was it over a decade? 10 years, exactly yeah. 10 years pretty much. Yeah. And three of those years you were the chair, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're very grateful to you for all your service. We are. Thank you. Thanks so to our guest questions, Katrina, do you want to do the first one? Sure. American Cannon, are you a feminist? Absolutely. I am a feminist. I'm proud of it. Uh, I, if I had my coffee mug that says feminist uh, on it, I'd <laughs> I think it's in the dishwasher, but anyhow, yeah, I, I am a feminist and uh, proud to be uh, married to a man who's a feminist and my daughters are feminists. And I think uh, that word used to, I think sometimes has some baggage associated with it that uh, hopefully has been changed. I, I think it's a very positive thing that, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg describes it best. It's not that we want special privileges, we just want uh the patriarchy to get their foot off our necks or what some she has some good quote about it. So yeah. uh, yes, I am a feminist. Absolutely. Who do you think of when you think of feminism? Um, well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, 
some of the suffragists to, you know, um, we have statues of downtown, you know, help fight, you know, it's, we're celebrating 100 years uh, since the 19th Amendment was approved to give us the right to vote. So I think of all the people who worked on that, including Tennesseans. Uh, I think of Eleanor Roosevelt. I think of uh, um, Ida, Ida B. Wells, some of our, uh, you know, feminist leaders in, in journalism. Um, I think of my daughters and my mom and my grandmother and, and other people who have, uh, in a more personal way, have led the charge and, and shown that uh, women can, you know, do all kinds of things and, and also be moms if they want to be and, and have careers and be involved in the community. And all the women who've run for office, uh, you know, Mara Harrow has been a mentor and, and um, you know, she broke that glass ceiling to have the first female mayor uh, in the city of Knoxville. And, you know, that's, that's an, an incredible. And I, since I've become mayor, I've joined some networks of mayors. And some of them have sort of subgroups that are for women mayors. And it's nice to have conversations with them. And, um, yeah, so those are some of the people I think about. That's awesome. Okay, so we asked this question. And... You can answer the second thing or further down if any of these are going to get you in trouble. But what is the last uh -oh. thing you Googled? <laughs> the last thing I Googled? Probably something about COVID-19 and yeah. pandemic stuff. Uh, you know, how to correlate the number of tests with the, you know, number of positives so you understand the percentage, you know. So something pretty innocuous like that. I don't think, you know, that's been what's on my mind quite a bit uh, as right. far as uh, leading the city during the pandemic. Sure. So I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our last one, this is a new one uh, that Mitch requested. Uh, who is your favorite female musical group or band? That I, 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 there's so many, it's hard to narrow it down, but um, I've been really into Brandy Carlisle the last, uh, you know, in recent years. I love the high women. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton, um, you know, her music and just as a, as a person and a, a feminist in her own right, uh, back, you know, before that, I love, uh, MIA, you know, uh, more of a, a different genre of music. And, um, I like Robin, you know, she's, a sort of more of a dance music kind of person. So I, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of women musicians and groups that I listen to. And, and you know, I don't, I don't think I have a single favorite. It depends on my mood at the time. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, so um, we appreciate your transparency and how proactive you've been during COVID. I know that so this is your first term and, you know, it's just been like really boring and there's not been anything <laughs> to do, no challenges. Yeah. <laughs> totally humdrum stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pandemic, un unprecedented pandemic that no one in our lifetime has ever encountered. Um, right. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really crazy because uh, you know uh, we've encountered things that no one has ever dealt with before, and so um, you know that's been it's never dull, it's never boring, um, but but just trying to deal with the with the impact of this. A lot of people, you know, so many anxious people, you know, who are very worried about their health and their, and also their economic well-being. And so, 
and 5g i mean i think that's what we're all really worried about is 5g and how that affects us i'm just kidding i'm sorry i can't even that, that's come up a few times 5g yes. is uh, come up so anyhow so, but yeah it's been an interesting first few months for sure are we are we well and i want to say i appreciate you put the updates up all the time about how we're doing here um, and I, I look at those every day. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we both, we all follow you. And, you know, you saying you were Googling things to try to explain how the percentages work and everything, that's really appreciated. Um, and I don't think everybody's really appreciating that. You know, you said it was an innocuous Google, but it's not. It's a very much appreciated Google because then you're passing that on and you're really being great about communicating, being out there, um, being a great example for social distancing, you know, and statistics and numbers. And so I, I know, we are, yep, yeah. <laughs> we're so I don't wear it in my own house, but uh, I got a lot of different colors and I try to, you know, practice what I preach when I'm out uh, in places where I can't be physically distant. So you're, you're doing a great job at that really. So I know Tennessee has been hit particularly hard, but it seems like we might be doing better here in, in Knoxville. Is that true? And if so, why do you think that is? Um, we are doing better relative to other cities in Tennessee. And, and Tennessee, you know, has been hit hard in some ways, but obviously not nearly as bad as New York, New Jersey, or Seattle, or Chicago. Some cities in Texas have been hit pretty hard. I think it's a combination of things. Uh, you know, we don't have a big international airport, so people, um, you know, you know, we're not as uh, interacting with people from across the world. Um, I know the, the first case in Tennessee was from an individual who lives in Williamson County who had come back from an international conference in Boston where, you know, one sort of super spreader uh, hit it, or maybe it was New York, whichever, but, you know, because we have just less of that kind of international or, or travel that has helped i think our early actions helped um you know we we had the advantage of, of foresight we heard what was happening in other parts of the world and other parts of our country and we're like wow this is serious um early action and being decisive and and closing things down even though that was not something anybody wanted to do i think that made a difference in particular closing down you know bars and restaurants before people came back from spring break because people at spring break went all over to places that might have had more infection rates, you know, on the beaches and Florida and New York, wherever they were going. And when they came back, basically, you know, they didn't interact so much in the community. And so that might have uh, helped mitigate the spread. You know, I also think our health department has done a good job with contact tracing and, and that sort of thing. So uh, that, that contact tracing means when you test positive, you know, they immediately get in touch with you, tell you to stay home, give you resources if you need help with that, and also find out, you know, constantly contact you every day and find out all the stores you visited, all the places you've been, all the people you might have contacted with, and, and um, you know, until you're recovered. And, and I think uh, our health department's been really strong in that. So uh, one interesting thing is I've been following, like, the response of leaders, and there have been really good responses to this around the world, but some people have said, and I sort of think there's some truth to it, that in some instances, some of the female leaders have done a really good job, um, maybe in part because we're willing to be more transparent, where it's, we, we don't see it as a sign of weakness to care about people's health, first and foremost. Uh, you know, that's, 
I know there are plenty of men who do the same, but, you know, the woman who was the prime minister of New Zealand uh, has been taken as a great example, and the leader of Denmark, and um, and various mayors across uh, across the United States. Um, I think also being willing to say we don't know, like we don't know all the answers. You know, epidemiologists and public health experts and scientists are also learning a lot about this, and and I think uh, maybe sometimes uh, we're okay saying we're going to err on the side of caution until we know more information. And I, and uh, I think, I think people appreciate that. Yeah. Some people. <laughs> I think some people think that that's, and we'll get more into this later, but I think that some people view not having all the answers right now and listening to other people as a weakness, but really it's a strength because nobody can possibly know everything. Um, I just think right. that a lot of these leaders would probably be more accepted if they would just smile more. <laughs> You can't see that's a smile right. with the mask that well. So well, and it, I mean, that's kind of why everything you're saying is why we really wanted you on today. And, um, you know, you and mayor Jacob seem to communicate well, which I do think probably helped Knoxville. And, um, yeah, you, you, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you don't agree on everything, but it seems that you at least have communication with each other and try to be at least on the same page and not work against each other, which is always awesome. It's something Rohara and Burchett did often. Um, and, and so your collaboration obviously is really great, but we have, I've personally noticed where a lot of times you've been the, not only the only woman in a space, You've been the only mask wearer in a space. Yeah, and it's hard. The, the peer pressure is is uh, significant, and uh, I think there's peer pressure on some people not to wear a mask. For you know, like uh, like they you know what they're getting from communications from Washington and and other things. So so that's that's hard. But you know, I have tried hard to work with Mayor Jacobs. I mean, we definitely have different political ideologies. But one thing I um, think is important is that you be, you know, you listen to the experts when, you know, none of, we're elected officials, but we're not epidemiologists. Uh, so listen to the experts. And it's really confusing to the public if, you know, the city of Knoxville says X and the county says Y and the state says, you know, who knows what. And then, so I think that uh, it's important to have a coordinated united front because if you have a consistent coordinated message that also builds credibility and if you don't people are like well the city says you need to be six feet apart the county says 10 feet so i guess they're all just lying to us let's do nothing right you know so so yeah and, but it's been challenging you know coordination's not always so easy <laughs> have you felt but the peer pressure about masks versus you know have you felt like you should be wearing a mask just not just for your own safety and others but because you're trying to portray something. Does that even affect you? Um, oh, you know, absolutely. Uh, I wear a mask, you know, probably more than I even need to when I'm outside and can be physically distant because, you know, for better or for, for worse, I mean, I'm in the public eye and everyone has a camera and everyone has uh, an opinion. And every time I post about face masks, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's good. Good to see people on about and, and then other people inevitably and it's you know the same five or six people maybe you know post articles about why face masks are a hoax and da 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 da, da. you know so i i want to be um 
I'm in this role and I have this opportunity to lead. And so if I uh, hear from, you know, the experts that things like a face mask uh, is going to help us keep the economy open and keep us from spreading, you know, reducing the transmission rates, you know, that's, that's an easy thing for me to do. And, and there's so many great makers in, in Knoxville who've been, you, you know, finding cool fabrics and making masks and either the, the moment that the hair salons were closed down and now they're reopened, my, um, the woman who cuts my hair immediately pivoted and started making masks, cool. you know, because that's what entrepreneurs do. And, and so she made some masks and some other people I know are making them. And, uh, um, yeah, so I, I, it, it, is, it is something I try to do as, as a, a way to normalize it, make people realize it's okay and, you know, can even, I don't know about fun, but it's always function with the hand washing and the cleaning things up. And, you know, it's not just one thing. You got to do a bunch of things. Right. Well, so while we're talking about mass and all this business, um, I'll go ahead and get into the, the meat of what we wanted to talk to you about. So there's okay. some articles out right now um, from Scientific American Vox, and they're talking about the president and the vice president not wearing masks when they go places. Um, once at the Mayo Clinic, vice president wasn't wearing a mask, and then at an actual mask factory, the president <laughs> wasn't wearing a mask. Um, and I believe vice uh, the vice president's reasoning was he wanted to look people in the eye, which from what I've, when I've worn a mask, I have been able to make eye contact. Um, and Constantly. Then, <laughs> that's kind of the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. look. My eyes, my eyes are open. You can see my eyes. You can, feel, yeah. you can hear me. It's not perfect. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's really too bad that, uh, you know, that they aren't leading this, this effort to normalize mask wearing. Uh, as you know, wearing masks is what protects your neighbor. It doesn't protect the wearer. So I wear my mask to protect my neighbor and my neighbor's wearing that mask to protect me. And I think it's especially important because, of, you know, to protect workers, people who are working in stores and restaurants and whatnot, because uh, they're doing their job eight plus hours a day. And so to the extent, you know, when you go into a store and come out, you're maybe in 10 minutes, maybe 20. Um, your exposure is really pretty minimal, but it, but. By wearing a mask, you're showing respect to the people who are working there, and and I think uh, I think it's too bad that our our national leaders aren't aren't doing that because because also it's consistent with their desire and everyone's desire to keep you know to to restore the economy and and you know if people stay healthy, then the economy stays stronger and we can get you know get back to a more a new normal as I keep saying. I'm just shocked at how like resistant people are for the ability to walk around looking like a Mortal Kombat character, like <laughs> at will. Like I don't like I'm all for it. The minute I was like, "What? We get to wear masks now? This is amazing!" Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but I was really proud. I went into Walgreens yesterday. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. And what? What? Oh boy. What? Where do you think I'm going with this? We I don't know. Walgreens. Oh my god. We don't know. How dare you, Mitch? Uh, there's not a lot of trouble I can get into at Walgreens. Uh, not a lot, but, uh, I, I looked around and literally everyone in the store at that moment was wearing a mask. And I noticed that as somebody else was walking in wearing a mask, I was like, huh, damn, this is, this is what it's all about right here. Camaraderie on North Broadway. This is, this is what we live for. Maybe we've decided the city's more progressive. 
I feel like there's been a lot of people who are doing the math uh, in in this you know inside the city and the stores I do, and including the workers. And and that's what we put some mat, we put some downloadable signs on the city of Knoxville website that people can post if they want to that just say. Um, Thank you for wearing a mask. Gratefully, the employees of this store, or you know, your hardworking employees, just to show it's not, you know, it's not the law. Nobody's gonna fine you if you don't wear a mask, but it's just like a courtesy thing. So, I, I think I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people doing it, and and then a lot of stores, uh, you know, they're giving the, you know, making sure their employees have masks to wear too. So, yeah, it's. it's it's not perfect, but uh, we're getting there. And, and as an employer, we have about 1,700 people who work for the city of Knoxville, and we're trying to make sure they all have masks and know that when and how to use them. Like they don't need if they're driving in the car by themselves, they don't need to wear it. But if they're out, you know, in, interacting with the public at close proximity, you know, put it on. I, I really so liked the post with those signs. I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed trolling the people that had backlash over those signs <laughs> on that post as well. That was hilarious to me. It's like, oh, I'm not going to shop here. Yeah, that's the point, bro. Like, thanks. Yeah, don't like, then. That's literally the idea here. It's just weird that right. it's become such a feminine masculine. It's become a political thing. And this is not, this has nothing to do with being male, female, Democrat, Republican. This is just about health and safety. Let and me, caring about and looking your like neighbors. a Mortal Kombat character. Right. Let me, let me jump in. <laughs> Act um, like it's your podcast or something. Uh, so these articles also talked about, um, they, like so like we said before people are emasculated by uncertainty and relying on information from others but when president trump visited that mask factory there were actually people there to support him like a small group of people just kind of like a little rally and they started harassing the journalists who were wearing masks um and one in particular was tweeting about it i think and or she i saw that yeah and she said that um one man in particular seemed to take issue with the male journalist wearing masks. She recalled, he said, it's submission, it's muzzling yourself, it looks weak, especially for men. And I, I think that they've, so first of all, a mask could mean nothing. It could just be a piece of cloth that you're using to protect the people around you. Or, I mean, we could choose that it means courtesy, it means respect for others, because even if we entertain the idea that they're doing nothing, it doesn't hurt anyone to wear a mask. I like um, to use a bandana because it makes me look like I'm a health conscious gangster. A bank robber? Yeah. No, a gangster. Like I'm oh. in a gang and I, these are my, my gang colors, but they're also protecting my face. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Just, just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but So it's come to mean all these other weird things and I wish there was a way that we could do something about that for people. You know, I, I mean, I think that the simplest thing would be everybody in positions of authority doing what you're doing. Um, but I don't know. Well, you know, one, I, I agree. It's a shame that it's become politicized and that, um, you know, and that it uh, is perceived as, you know, something, uh, a sign of weakness in any way. Uh, I think that the way we can change that, I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad to be, a, you know, lead in that way, but I think it would really help if we have more men showing up in masks. And we're, we're working with UT. I've, I've been um, communicating quite a bit with uh, Chancellor Donnie Plowman and 
Um, they're going to work with UT and get um, some some of the UT athletes to wear masks. Because, uh, I mean, who could be, you know, particularly, I mean, all athletes are strong and, and fit. But if we've got some football players out there, my idea was like, say, you know, please wear a mask so we can have a football season. And sure. maybe that will inspire people <laughs> to do that because, um, you know, <laughs> people really like their football around here. And they have a lot of admiration and respect for um, the athletes, uh, all UT sports. But, you know, football has a special place and, and a lot of people's hearts and minds. So, but yeah, it's a shame. And I, I saw that Twitter feed from that journalist and the journalists around Knoxville have been really good about wearing masks, um, the men and the women. And so, you know, I, I think it can be done. And there are parts of the country where they've had a higher, uh, you know, more deaths and illness and, and it's just the opposite. People feel like stigmatized if they don't wear a mask. And I don't want to have all the sickness but right. the mask will help us prevent, you know, prevent us from getting there. And, you know, I just want to take the politics out of it and just think what's, you know, what's best for protecting our neighbors and protecting our community and not, not see it as, you know, anything, anything but that. But it's, it's hard to undo that because uh, the messages coming out of other places are different. <laughs> so we, we actually were texting about this amongst ourselves because, um, and I'm not sure what the answer is, but, so we're talking about toxic masculinity, which is a really loaded term that I don't actually love anymore because I think it does more harm than good. But that's what this is that we're talking about. Um, but there are also lots of women who aren't wearing masks. I know. So um, to try to stay sane, so I've got a three-month-old. And so we're still basically, we're not, <laughs> we're like straight quarantine. Like he and I don't go anywhere except for the doctor's office for him pretty much. Um, wow. But we've been going on drives so that I don't lose my mind. Um, <laughs> and when, you know, we drove by a park the other day and there were lots of people there and I didn't see anybody wearing a mask. Um, yeah. So I wonder well, if they were a park, if they were physically distant from other people outside their household, you know, like it's really inside, you know, that yeah. it's the most important time to wear it. Um, Cause you don't want people to feel, you know, you don't want to overdo it. So then they, they see it more as, a, you know, more of an obligation than it is like you know so if you go inside and see people not wearing masks that's the time to be worried parks uh, you know are uh, less of a concern i think uh, well they were all they were like kind of clumped together (laughs) it looked like a regular day but also my husband tells me whenever he goes to the grocery store so we we also live outside the city limits so that may be what's happening but um he has seen people not wearing masks uh, i mean complaining about social distancing and people or people wearing masks not over their nose or wearing it behind their ears, but under their chin. Uh, <laughs> but I wonder, I, for the women who aren't wearing masks, what do we think is behind that? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think um, a lot of people, men and women, you know, just have a hard time believing that this virus is serious until they know someone who's seriously impacted. Um, you know, so... I, you know, I, you know, you want people to be able to believe it. You know, they, they say public health response. If you do it right, people will say you overreacted. And, and that's a little bit, I think, is what's happened. It's like we did close things down and we're doing a gradual phase in reopening of the economy. And we have been very fortunate that not that many people have gotten sick. And of those who have been positive, uh, people, the recovery rates are really good. Uh, and the hospitalization rates are really low. Um, so, 
that's all good news. And I think it's, uh, you know, wearing masks is going to keep it that way. But, you know, it's just hard. You know, it's like a cognitive dissonance. It's like I've never seen someone. I don't know anyone who's been really sick, so it must not be that big a deal. And so whether that's male or female, I think people uh, sometimes, you know, aren't going to take a lot of precautions until it's affected them personally. Um, there's one last thing I wanted to bring up before we let you go. Um, okay. So there's another, so we're, you know, we're a bunch of white people here. Um, so we always try to remember that not everybody has the same experience that we do. And another issue that I've seen online about um, with mass is that it's kind of bringing out some racist issues. Um, mm -hmm. So at the beginning, there were people who kind of resisted mass because, you know, that's what they do in China. <laughs> um, but they're also, yeah, um, there have been black men who have both for wearing and not wearing masks been having issues with police. So there was a guy, I think he was on a bus, I believe this was in Philadelphia, and he was swarmed by cops and dragged off the bus because he wasn't wearing a mask. Um, and because then, he was, was wearing a mask. He was not. And so they, they pulled him off the bus because they said it was a requirement for people to be wearing masks. And then on the other hand, we've got, you know, this doctor who's going to test people. Um, I think this was in Miami, actually, Katrina. You're, you're yeah, home. my homeland. <laughs> and uh, he was like near a van of supplies. And so then it, within 60 seconds, they had him cuffed, you know, because and he was wearing a mask. So, um, you know, I certainly haven't heard anything about that happening here. But is that, you know, I mean, that is a concern nationwide, I would. Yeah, think. I think that, unfortunately, you know, we do have uh, huge systemic um, racism in, in our country. And, you know, the, the tragic death of uh, Ahmaud Arbery really shows that uh, for, for black Americans, they, you know, they have to think thing, uh, about how they dress to go jogging. Uh, and, and the mask thing might compound that because, you know, people have these uh, implicit biases. Uh, based on skin color, which is totally, you know, outrageous and horrible. But I think that is yet another issue. You know, you should, you know, it's 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 not fair, and we got to keep working on it. Um, and I, you know, I haven't, I haven't personally heard of accounts of that uh, issue surfacing in Knoxville, but I'm sure, um, you know, just like you might think differently about what you wear to go to work or what you wear to go jogging in your own neighborhood. If you're black versus white, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, the masks may, I, you know, and I don't know what the answer is, except, you know, just like you might think about what you're wearing, um, you know, you wear like a college t-shirt instead of something else. Uh, you know, maybe you wear a, 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 a bandana that says UT on it instead of, uh, you know, just a plain one. I, I mean, it shouldn't be something that people have to think about, but I think, unfortunately, uh, the reality is that, you know, you might be thinking twice about it. So We just need to do better, I think, as human beings in general. Um, and like yeah. you said, care more about your neighbor and maybe just not jump to the worst possible conclusion. <laughs> um, yeah. One, one thing someone I heard is that people said that this pandemic has made whatever everyone is, it's, it's made you more of that. You know, so if, if you're uh, – tend to be someone who looks after your neighbor and brings them food when they need it and when they're sick, then now you've upped that. And I've seen that, and that's really good. If, you know, but then if you're someone who 
you know, has these fears and, and other issues, you know, those things are exacerbated by all of these uncertainties and economic and health uncertainties. So it's a, it's a hard time, a lot of uh, stress on the whole community. Mm, if but you're we, someone who wants to look like a video game character at Walgreens, right. now you have that opportunity. Yeah. Well, we, we certainly appreciate your leadership and your um, just being out there, being very transparent. Um, I think you're a wonderful example and leader, and I, for one, am very grateful. And, um, you know... Yes. This has nothing to do with masks, but I do want to ask you, so sometimes women in positions of power get really annoyed by the question of what's it like to be a female fill in the blank. Um, what are your feelings about that? About the oh, question or, the, or having <laughs> to be a female mayor, right? Instead of just I think she was mayor. indirectly asking you that question. <laughs> I know a lot of people get pissy when I say this, but... <laughs> Well, but I'm also interested in, in how you feel about that question in general, because I could see how, I could see how that would get really old really quick, because maybe you just want to be the mayor. mayor of well, you know, I don't mind the question. I, I, I'm glad that uh, it's nice to be the second mayor of Knoxville, uh, who, a woman. And so every once in a while, you know, my, my leadership team, I have three deputies, two are women, and a lot of, you know, the, the Knoxville City workforce. Definitely as more men than women, I guess, because of, you know, police and fire and public service just um, tends to skew to more men. But uh, in, in the cabinet, we have a, a female police chief. We have two female deputies and a lot of women in leadership roles. So every once in a while, I'm like, well, you know, things are really changing. But then I go to like a, um, a, a, a regional meeting of East Tennessee mayors from 16 counties. And there's a, a female mayor of Anderson County and me, and that's it. Otherwise, it's all uh, men, you know, all tend to be a little older. And not that there's anything wrong with that. But uh, then I'm like, oh, yeah, we still are nowhere near 50-50, you know, nowhere near. How many um, times was the phrase, okay, boomer, mentioned during this meeting? <laughs> judge you by you know your effectiveness and and we also have a city council that's six of nine uh, are women so yeah. i think that's been uh, a, a really transformational change too and but you know this sort of like newsworthy for a few months and then people are like oh they're just public officials doing you know doing the best they can to work for the city and, and i think that is the the barrier you want to break down where people just uh elect people or or give you know hire people based on their uh, merit and you know and and that we change this idea that people still even women when they're surveyed and say like what do you think of when you you think of a leader and they're like a white man in a suit and um, I think that slowly but surely is changing and I'm glad to be part of that change well, we are too uh, was there anything else you want to share before we close it up well, I love that this podcast exists. It's a, it's a, a great premise, and I've been able to listen to a few of, of your shows, and it's a, I really think it's great, and I, I hope more and more people listen. And then when this is published, um, you know, give me a shout, and I'll, I'll, I'll post it on my, my networks and, and try to get the word out. 
is there any way that we could get like some policy that would encourage people or and or force <laughs> them to listen to the podcast? I mean, I'm I'm just I'm throwing it out I there, think, you know. Maybe an executive order requiring maybe. everyone to listen. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be totally justifiable. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I, we've got the mayor on our side. We've got Daisha. She's going to hopefully be on the commission. We're taking over. <laughs> yeah, we are. We can't lose if we've got the mayor's support, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, American Cannon. You have a great rest of your day. Okay. You too. Thank bye bye. Bye bye. We're just gonna say we were grateful for American Cannon. So grateful. We want to make sure everybody knows that. Wait. The Feminism isn't into... a bad word. <laughs> no, we gotta no, be found. No. Oh, sorry. Instagram. I'm yet. That other F word pod. We're on Facebook. Our, our, <laughs> we're so excited. It's got us all like a fluster. We're clamped. Um, you guys are excited. I'm just hung over. <laughs> so. Well, American Cannon was starving to death while we had her on because she did the 35 mile bike ride before she came on and she was still. I would have made her a bagel. Well, you had that whole oven heated for one damn lousy bagel. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've never heard of such a thing in all of my lifetime. So you can find us on toaster. Facebook. I don't Facebook. Find us on Instagram. I wish that everybody, I could block it, you all out for everyone. Um, <laughs> on Instagram at that other F word pod. Please subscribe. Please like us. Now is a great time to listen to episodes from the past you haven't listened to already. Yep. Yeah. Um, and. Remember, Remember. feminism isn't a bad word. (laughs) We win. We're winning.